Hello and welcome to the Vase Lab podcast. We are back again talking about everything motorsport. My name is Anthony Reynolds and as always I'm joined by, in the words of Toto Wolf, my wingman, Oliver Cassidy. Hello everyone, proud to be a wingman on this podcast still. <laughs> is that something you can really be proud of, being a wingman? Yeah. Well, ev- ev- evidently Valfrey Bottas still is despite saying he's not. Just proud, proud wingman for Mercedes. That'll go down well with other teams. Yes. So, well, obviously, this weekend saw the start of the Formula One season, Formula Two season, and the MotoGP season. And there is a fair amount to talk about, namely track limits. So, let's start Mm. there with the question of how they dealt with track limits this weekend in Formula 1. Was it fair? That is a big question that everyone Um, is asking. Well, Michael Massey sat there and said that it was not changed halfway through. But I found the video that showed Lewis Hamilton going off the track 29 times. I want to reiterate that this is not Lewis's fault. Not at all. Because immediately when he got told halfway through, he stopped doing it. Um, but the track limits just, uh, yeah, it took the mick a bit. It, I was watching it live on the um, well, on the race. I did notice that Lewis was going wide. And the only thing, Joe, if they didn't, um, they weren't taking times of qualifying or practice sessions, then it would have been fine because you're clearly showing that there's not going to be any track limit, you know, not any track limit warnings at turn four. But they were deleting lap times because it ruined Perez in um, Q2 which effectively made him start 11th, well, even though he started from pit lane. But, yeah, and then all of a sudden, was it lap 29 or something? Lap 30? Something around there. They told him... Yeah, when oh, he stopped doing it. And oh, then Lewis sat there and yeah. said that, oh, well, we oh. weren't told about this. So it did seem like... Yeah. I mean, there was, they, they did not have a clue to, what they were doing. To be fair, in the briefing, all they said was that... Um, they, they're they watching it in practice and in qualifying. They never said anything about the race. So, yes, but why do they tell them halfway through the race then? Because I don't get that. It just seems really pointless. It, it, you know, yeah. it, it does make them look like idiots, to be honest. It, it does. It, it just shows a lack of inconsistency. And hopefully they will take that going into the next race in three weeks' time, which is... Which is a bit weird, so they're complaining about how close together all the races are, mm. and then there's a three-week gap. So I have oh, a feeling they could bored. have given, yeah. given a yeah, we'll have anything to do for three weeks. Yeah, I know. So it's um, the good thing of Imola is you sort of realise that the track limits there is grass, gravel, and wall. You know, so it'll be. So I suppose it'll solve the whole issue of uh, track runoff for a while. Yeah, because you'll just spin. ultimately, it should be like in any other racing game or sport. It's normally, well, when I was racing uh, in karting, it was you had three warnings, and with, with on that third warning, you'd be penalised for it. Yeah, and that was what the, they said in F1. They sat there, Jumbo and Bono went to Lewis and sat there and said, oh, well, um, next time you do it, you get a black and white flag, then a penalty. But he did it like yeah. 25 times before. Yeah, so if we're doing realistically, he should have got... About a 50-second time penalty. Yeah. 
he, that's what he should have got. This is not his fault, by the way. This is not Hamilton's yeah, fault. Yeah, it wasn't. He was not told. It wasn't clarity. Ultimately, it's his fault for running that. wide constantly, but he there wasn't yeah, clarity. Yeah, make the most of it. In it, so then it begs the question: Was Verstappen allowed to keep the position? No, 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 no. That was illegal. That was. I illegal. think there's a difference. I think there's a difference between running wide and track limits and overtaking someone on track limits. Yes, that, that, that is was true. was right to do that. My whole thing was, when I when I was watching it, I did sit there, I thought, that's an illegal pass. But instead of giving it back, I thought, uh, this is me, my view, why didn't you just bolt down five seconds? He was so much faster. Why didn't you just bolt five seconds gap? Yeah, he did say that, though. And I know it's easier said than done after the, ra- you know, after the race, because then if he... If he passed Lewis in those last couple of laps, then um, it would, yeah, it would have been silly. Another thing which I noticed, Jay, is that Red Bull actually shot themselves in the foot because um, because Sergio Perez conked out on the um, formation lap. It meant there was one less lap. Yeah. And, um, so ultimately, Red, Red Bull were their own enemy in they were. that aspect. Um, in a lot of footage him. of the overtake, the overtake was done before he went off the circuit hmm. that that is the but the issue that has raised around it is that he secured the position by going off the circuit but ultimately if he held his ground and held the outside of the track lewis hamilton would have gone into him i don't think yeah he kind of had to go off because otherwise they both would have been out the race yeah, but so, I think that's Max. Is like it's just Max is an experience because someone sat there and said, if Lewis is in that Red Bull chasing down that Merc, would he have passed him? And the answer would have been yes. He would have found a way. I just, yeah. What I do like and the Verstappen of not even five years, three years ago, would have just absolutely sent it and probably wrecked both their races. Yeah. I think it's good. As as much as people get a bit annoyed that, oh, why is he not going for Larry overtakes? It it shows that if Red Bull can keep their reliability, which is a big if after looking at the second car, uh, and even the diff problems that Verstappen had, um, then we've got a title fight. Hey. Ultimately, it's a marathon, not a sprint, when you look at it. And yeah. if... Also, arguably, if Red Bull were... There's no other way to say it. They were quicker than both of the cars... This weekend, and both Mercedes mm. this weekend, I would even say quite Perez. Considerable margin, yeah, I'd Perez say. was quicker than both of them as well. Mm. I reckon if Perez was in that top four, it could have been a very interesting. I don't know. I I reckon no, I he reckon he wouldn't he wouldn't ass, have been as quick as Verstappen, but I reckon he could have been at the heels of Hamilton's pace towards the end mm, maybe because of the pace he was showing throughout the race and mm, it would have been we useful were, this is... we were joking about this him doing a secure and starting from the back and he went and did it so he literally did it he was just like hang on I'm not going to do very well if I start from 13th I need to, I need to start from the pit lane so the was, thing is though is that that if, Pe- if you, you told Perez he was going to finish 5th that race behind the McLaren it'd probably be quite deep demotivated you know demoralized but um yeah but under the circumstances under the circumstances it was a very good race um Mm. now there's one person we have to look at Valtteri Bottas 
who let's oh he was nowhere. Whether is it be dodgy, is dodgy, actually shocked. Yeah, whether it be dodgy. I get that. Pit, you know, uh, ten second yeah, pit stop. the pit stop screwed him up. Yeah, but even so, he was just. I don't, oh, he's just. He's just not there. No, like, he he says like the, this the, the is going to be his is, year, and it doesn't happen. Yeah, the problem is that it's a like Mercedes had obviously they they perfected the strategy anyway. Yeah, but it was too far behind to um, put Max under you know under like undercut stress. You know, if you know they could have swapped the strategies around, and then then but then they told them they were going long, pitted the next lap, had a bad pit stop. So I do feel for him in that sense, but. His you, you, his individual pace himself is not mm. with his teammate. I don't know whether it's just a circuit because whenever we go to Bahrain, he's not that quick. If you look at Sakir, no, say that. he was know. he wasn't that quick. When you look at the actual Bahrain Grand Prix, he wasn't the quickest. Yeah, he took pole in twenty seventeen though, and nearly yeah, no, but twenty eight. Yeah, so that there is that element, but something is definitely going on with his mm. performance whether he's just lost his heart with it all, but we will see on that front. The only person that's happy right now is George Russell. That's all I'm saying. Uh, what? No, I think it, Why is that? I think it's an open goal to get into that seat now. Yeah. Absolute open goal. If he scores, gets some points finishes this year, it will mm. be it will be his his to take. Yeah, I think honestly, the only question is if one of them's going to move, uh, if one of the Mercedes drivers is going to leave or two. I think Bottas is nailed on to leave now. I even then think he might be he might be demoted to Williams to build Williams back up. Because <laughs> to be fair, he would he is in a position to be able to build a team back up because of his knowledge and maturity within the sport so he could probably do quite a good job with Williams but it would be interesting to see the next team to talk about who just seem to have just a generally a good race and not much really to note is uh, McLaren with Norris P4 and Ricardo P7 Norris at the start was giving it to Bottas I was almost like he's going to take Bottas here but he didn't Mm. Um, and then he had a bit of a battle with Leclerc, which was really yeah, good to see. Very good race for McLaren. Yeah, a very good and race. And Ricardo, from what I've seen today with Ricardo, is apparently um, he had some floor damage from the contact with Gasly, which McLaren, I think, said it was pretty significant. Yeah, so he generally so he did, did quite well a good to job to hold his position. And he also mm. said he generally had quite a boring race, but a boring race isn't necessarily a bad thing in the sport for a driver because really. it means you get points. Mm. So, it, yeah, Norris, I was shocked at how well he was going to do. I wasn't expecting him to do that well round Bahrain, to be honest. Yeah, I was expecting Ricardo to... Uh, this is very bad of me. I thought Ricardo was going to clean the floor with him. Yeah, but I had a, he yeah, had I floor nervous. damage, so... Mm, even so, they were. You didn't. Yeah, really you didn't hear my pun. One. You didn't. You what? didn't hear my pun. You said you're gonna wipe the floor with him, but he had floor damage. No. Oh. <laughs> oh dear. It's early, everyone. It's a, it's it, early. Is, it is early. It's it's only nearly midday. It's, it's early. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. Um, it'll be good to see what they're like at Imola because Imola is a very different circuit. Yeah, this is where the test will come out, not just for McLaren, but for someone like Red Bull. You know, it's nice that you were fastest in Bahrain or you were working well there. The 
if you want to win the world championship, you've got to be fastest at every track. You've got to be there at every track. No matter whether it's huge straights at Monza, streets at Monaco, you know, that you've got to be there. So Yeah. And I'm quite confident. Be... I have a feeling the Red Bull will suit the Imola track, to be honest, because yeah. it was very quick round the sector two of Bahrain, those sweeping corners. And yeah, it was I I feel it like was quicker. Than the Mercedes um, in that in that middle sector. But it's yeah. also three weeks, and Mercedes have three weeks to pull something out of the bag and then just absolutely demolish them. So it's very mm. going to be interesting to see. But a team yeah. that is clearly working their way back up to the pace that they were at is Ferrari, as they had a very good weekend oh, as well. Hallelujah. Well, I say hallelujah. It's still... Uh, Obviously, nowhere near as good as they still expect. They will want still to be challenging for wins. But what I liked is that last year, first of all, qualifying was a great success of both of them. Bearing in mind that Science nearly had to stop on track with an yeah. engine problem. Was it engine problem? It yeah, it was. It was. It, his yeah. engine just went to anti stall. It looked like his yeah. car just turned off. Similar that to fifteenth. Uh, yeah. Similar to Perez. Perez. Yeah, that that would have been a disaster because he would have qualified 15 because that was a start. Yeah, it was Q2, uh, end of Q1, wasn't it? Yeah. So overall, a good race because when the clerk got um, passed by Bottas and then Norris, I was like, oh god, last year's Ferrari would have done this. You know, a once in a lifetime lap in qualifying, and it just plummets down the order. But. Um, P6 in the end wasn't it for Leclerc and he only got passed yeah. later on by Perez and then P8 for, for Carlos for Carlos so it's good to see Double I points, definitely solid. think out of now that we've seen these first races it's going to be a battle for third in the constructors between mm. McLaren and Ferrari at the moment I reckon yeah because Ferrari aren't quite there on, the, on McLaren's pace don't get me wrong they are still a bit off but uh, definitely, it'll be interesting to see when it comes to tracks like Imola. I think you're like all enough Imola. one team, you know. One what? team that had a superb... The results did not fit the crime was Alpha Tauri. Oh, yeah, Alpha. They were stunning. Alpha Tauri, yeah. Pierre Gasly was so unlucky. I was, yeah, to, do, honestly, to have that floor damage as well. For, he would have been in there for the fight for fourth place. Yeah, if that didn't happen... And Yuki Tsunoda yeah. still got points on his debut, P9, I'd say a bloody really good debut. He for did. Sonoda. He did a very good job, and especially Q one where he did he that lap second. and got a second. I was like, "Hang on a second. Like, are we on for pole here?" Yeah, I it's literally like. <laughs> Am I sitting here realizing that Sonoda's going to be on pole? That was if I re- if he if he managed to get into Q three, I wouldn't have put it past mm. him to out qualify Gasly. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was unlucky because he tried qualifying on the mediums as yeah, well. Yeah, he. he? It's evident to see that the mediums didn't suit well, him and his no, driving style. No, but that's brilliant that Alpha Tauri had the confidence to, in Q2 to shove him on the slower tyres to try and get through to Q3. Admittedly, ahead of McLaren, it looks like, Ferraris. yeah, admittedly, it looked like a loss of the field were confident in their car getting through to Q3 by going on the mediums, and then they mm. weren't confident and switched it to the softs. Yeah. But it, it looks like a lot of the field were like, yes, we can do it. We have the capability of doing it, which is fantastic to see. Yeah. Uh, but definitely, it's unfortunate for Gasly. He had to retire after all no, because... Uh, pretty, I, th- I think he retired. 
uh, towards the he retired in the last few laps I'm pretty sure because he, he his car was becoming undrivable because of the damage oh was it because the floor damage yeah I think he retired mm. so I'll find out yeah, yeah he did actually yeah, he did well retire. done you were paying attention. I, I was. I was paying. Uh, to be fair, a lot of the drivers, a few of the drivers, retired towards the end, and they didn't really. Yeah, Latifi. Tell us. Did, Latifi did. I saw that. Yeah, on the he had station. a turbo leak in his uh, Honda Civic. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I reckon Sonoda. I reckon Van Dimmler, He is going to be one to watch. And Gasly. And Gasly. Uh, do we remember last year that Gasly put that AlphaTauri and P4? Was it yeah. P4? Yeah, it was P4, uh, it, wasn't it? Um, wasn't Kvyat close to podium as well? He did. He finished P4 in the end. Kvyat was close to his final F1 podium. So, and now they basically have a similar car to Red Bull near enough. So, so it's an improvement on last year's car, so... It is going to be... Do we sit there and say, watch out for Alpha Tauri? Certainly I'd, for best of the rest. Yeah, and I'd say around Imola, definitely. Because Imola is going to be mm. uh, their kind of circuit, especially yeah, for Red Bull as well, because we know how... did a lot of testing there. Yeah, he did a lot of testing around there in Mazzano. And if we so... and if we know when he hooks up a lap, he is on it. Mm. It'll be interesting to see because, as they said on the commentary, he is very acrobatic in his style. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know what that means. I assume it's a good thing. So it'll <laughs> yeah, be it interesting. Sound like an insult, does it? It's it's it sounds like something that is going ambitious. to be very good for the future. I think ambitious is what they mean. But yeah. yes, definitely ambitious. Uh, a team that was so good last year and putting it to McLaren for P three in the constructors seemed to be nowhere this weekend, I mean, and that is them. Aston Martin. You can throw Alpine into the mix as well. Yeah, Alpine as well. It is very unfortunate because we were all like, oh, it's going to be great to see Aston Martin fighting at the top, and that just didn't happen. I was a bit nervous after testing for Aston Martin, after the lack of running they did. Yeah, they all said, oh, it's because I had all this reliability issue. Um, We didn't even get to do a proper quality run. We're yet to see they could still have pace. Take their testing with a pinch of salt. And their testing showed exactly how fast they were. To be fair, I didn't. their pace was okay. Lance Stroll still managed to salvage a point for them. Um, and Vettel did start 20th. So it was a very unfortunate circumstances. But it's still... I don't know. I was a bit disappointed by Aston Martin but Alpine was my biggest huge yeah. you know that was unbelievably disappointing well unfortunately with Aston Martin I mean Vettel had a great start coming from P20 to PP14 yeah he yeah. had a great launch but they were seeing the Sebastian Vettel of last year oh. everyone, everyone thought that oh he's so out of Ferrari silly. now he's gonna be he's gonna be there and we saw the Vettel last year, he did what he did at Silverstone in 2019 to poor Ocon. Verstappen, yeah. So, is it safe to say now that we've seen this and we've put all the Ferrari excuses behind us, admittedly it's the first race, but has Vettel reached his time in Formula 1? Too early, it's too early now. Like, it is only just one race. If this, I'd say give it, 
I always say give them, usually you say to the European break, uh, so Spain, so five, six races in. Yeah. Um, And then if we're still seeing these same silly mistakes and poor qualifying results, then yes, it is yeah. time to start looking elsewhere. They, but... they might keep him because he knows how to build up a team. Mm. So it, it might be all right, but bear in mind that Aston Martin's is on a five-year plan to win the championship. They're not expecting to be out of the gate straight away, considering it's a completely new car. Um, yeah, so it's not, it's not a green Mercedes, sadly, this year for them. So <laughs> yeah, they, I bet, bet they wish they did check. now. So yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, and then there is Alpine, as you said, you were very disappointed in them. Oh. Alonso had a very good race. Alonso, he did have a very good race, but he had a very good race and was still only running like P9. Yeah. This, um, oh, I was really disappointed by them. I know Ocon had the spin, but still he was out the points and would have been out the points. It's, I was so underwhelmed that, you know, this is the team that took two podiums last year. I think I was not convinced when they got rid of Cyril, a beatable. Cyr- um, Cyril unbeatable. Well, rumours in the paddock is the reason why he's left, is that they pinned the reason for them coming P5 on him. Mm. Which I thought P5 for them was a very good result. It was, because it doesn't do them justice. They were very close to P3. And, and it, they got two podi- you, yeah, three podiums. They had more podi- They had more podiums than McLaren. Yeah, they did. It's just they didn't have the consistency of McLaren, which was the mm. issue, ultimately. Because I suppose they were comparing themselves to their customer team because they had their power unit. So, yeah, it's very unfortunate because it was good to see that Alonso was in the points... But then it was just like seeing the McLaren of twenty. It really did. Twenty eighteen all over it was again, really. Just two engine. yeah, and then retiring afterwards because of an, a mechanical you literally problem. Gave me, yeah, it gave me some. Bad I was flashbacks. having some Vietnam flashbacks with that one. Yeah. It was uh, it was an interesting one. Um, Alfa Romeo did a very decent, decent very base decent. for them, very near the points, two seconds off Stroll, and was closing in on him apparently. So yeah. It'll be uh, interesting to see the no, battle between what well, I've never thought I'd the three A's of Alpine, Aston, Alpha, Aston oh, and Alfa Romeo. That's going to be a nice tongue twister. Yeah, so it's nice, it'll be nice to hear David Croft try and say that one. <laughs> Pretty sure I heard the words Toro Rosso and Renault throughout the weekend. Well, it's <clears throat> an easy mistake to make. Yeah. Even though it's no longer Toro Rosso and no longer a Toro Rosso car, no. But Alfa, yeah, Alfa Romeo did a did an interesting. I think I think what that race. shows as well is that Ferrari have improved. Yes, Alfa Romeo, they've improved a lot of their power unit because he wasn't a sitting duck in the straights like he was in last year. You know, throughout the whole of last year, um, and yeah, you could tell that last year. Haas and Alfa Romeo took a huge hit because of the Ferrari issues as well. But it yeah. looks like that Alfa are on the up. Definitely. And I reckon it'll be interesting to see, coming in to Imola, how the Ferrari power unit engines do. But mm. the one team I'm not including that is Haas. Um, mm. <laughs> it's a touchy oh, subject, God. this one, because we all love Mick Schumacher, but he didn't really do much significant 
He spun. He spun. Uh, yeah, that was very significant. But didn't put it in the wall. So Unlike that's, uh, a certain... A certain... Mazda spin. <laughs> yes. Uh, I wanted to get that in before you. Yeah, you beat me to it. Like, it like Mazda spin did to Schumacher, oh, so... It was an absolute horror. Horror like, for them. Horror with a capital H and an exclamation mark. All I'm saying can. is, I cannot wait to see the drive to survive of this one. I really hope they were at Bahrain this weekend. They, are, they were. They were with were they? Mercedes. I know that oh. much. But I thought I, you meant they were with Haas. They, they, like, they're, Jesus. Gonna, they're missing like three episodes if they don't go with Haas with every single race. Just, just make it... Just, just make do it like Haas to survive. Yeah, just do a documentary. You can put a pun on, in there. Yeah, just do a documentary on Haas. That's what people yeah. want to see. Uh, well, where to start? Well, first Mazda of all, spin he... was consistent. I, I'm so, not even saying it unironically now. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying Mazda it, spin. It, it, it fits well. The problem was it started off with qualifying. First of all, he spun this first run. And on the final run, apparently there's a gentleman's code, if anyone doesn't know, that when you're on your out lap, about to start a qualifying lap, you stay in the same file. You don't, you don't overtake anyone because it's just rude. It's just how they do it. And he, he overtook plenty of cars and then spun. So all the cars he overtook, he ruined their laps by giving out yellow flags, which then screwed Vettel over. Yeah, but also Vettel ignored the yellow flag. The Carlos Sainz yellow flag. So, so it screwed himself over. Yeah, was, and then yeah. put it in the wall in the exact same... He dropped it. He, he, just he dropped was like, it. It's not like... I, yeah. It, and you would have thought that because of the power output of F2, which is mm. apparently harder to drive... Um, Certainly it, is an F1 2020. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll go on to F2 very shortly. Um, but evidently... Let's have our comedy moment first. Yeah, every, Evidently, he he very nearly, he did what Grosjean did. Well, not he did do quite do what Grosjean did, but he put it in the wall at the same corner, just on the other side. I think it's yeah. safe to say to call that corner the Hass corner. Is that what we are yeah. dubbing it now? And obviously Schumacher, we I was hoping that he was going to give it to Latifi, but unfortunately mm. he didn't. It's yet Sadly to see. Not. It might be something, because this is a track about top speed, we might see something different at Imola with the Williams and Haas battle, but... No. We no. don't, know. I, I really can't, the Haas car. First of all, it's a dreadful car. Second of all, they've got two rookies in there. Third of all, one of the rookies is not very good. They, Unfortunately, like... dare I say this, this is going to be a controversial opinion, but money can't buy you talent in this sport. Is and it controversial? We're going to see a Ranganathan, I reckon, just for Formula 1. Yeah, it's the new Alessio de Leda. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we come on to Williams, who generally had a very good race Russell's for Q2. Russell. Russell got to Q2. 14th overall, ahead of Vettel. So, it was a, a pretty... Sort of like, and we don't know whether weekend. that's one of their circuits that they set their car up for to do well at. So it'll be interesting mm. to see, but yeah, they just need a they, they if they have a if there's some crazy race, which I'm sure there will be this year. Not that this one wasn't crazy, but you know, loads of retirements and that. Then I think, I think they'll be able to snatch a point. Maybe or two. Imler if he doesn't spin it behind the safety oh, car. Oh, <laughs> oh, poor! He's gonna have 
some Vietnam flashbacks himself yeah. going back there. If there's a safety car, he's literally it's just going to mm. be black and white flashbacks in the back. Yeah. Of the a little note on the safety car, by the way. How beautiful does the Aston oh, Martin look? And this, I watched a footage the of, sound of as well. the start with a medical car behind them. Oh my mm. god, it was something to behold. It they, was, look, they look very good under the lights. Didn't yeah, they? it was a lovely car to see. Now is the Formula Two grid, who had a very interesting set of races this weekend, which is different from how they do it last weekend. They did a qualifying Friday two sprint races on Saturday and then their feature race on the Sunday. Yeah. And well... I initially didn't like the idea. I When I saw the actual format, I was like, what have you done? What, why have you changed it? But I thought it worked very well. Did you watch any of it? I managed no? to watch the second sprint race. Oh, did you? I watched all three because I don't have a life. But um, it was real fun. I liked yeah. how it worked. I thought the suspense of adding... Putting the feature race last worked really well because there was like people that had a good qualifying, had two terrible sprint races, but it was okay because you've got the big feature race to come up. Um, and there was, like I said, it gives you more more chance of different people getting points. Um, sadly, sadly, Alessio Deleda didn't get any points. He, um, he is the twenty twenty one version of the. Meme legend, legend. Ragnathan. No, not meme legend. Not just even legend. just meme legend. Just legend. legend yeah, you the know, man who consistently was performing. Slowest. He's a, yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, we're taking the mick because this guy is nowhere near worthy enough to be an F two, and he is just slow. Yeah, he is a uh, yeah, but he's not on the grid anymore, so I don't have to worry about him. But, no, but sadly, we have Alessio Deleta. But any enough about that. It's, unfortunately, Porcher was proving himself in the grid. Piastri was, was proving himself Piastri, in the grid. Piastri was he my biggest. Lawson as well was brilliant. There was so. This is what I love because there was three races. There's so many people that had great weekends. And it constant from, all the grid constantly changed. Yeah, which was great to see. And Porcher in the. Uh, second sprint race. Obviously, he unfortunately had to retire from P2 in the first one. First one, yeah. And he was starting 17th, I think. Mm. Something like that. And he got yeah. up into the points. And he did a great yeah. race. So, But sadly, because there's three races, he's 11th in the standings right now. I know. But, like... But if, because there's three races, it always changes. Yeah, exactly. So, it is going to be... Very interesting to see. Tick to a of very unfortunate two sprint races, but then managed to get a podium. He managed to get a podium, which so in the first two races he only had one point, which would have put him fourteenth in the standings, but he got second, which now shoots him up to fifth. It just honestly saves the weekend. It's gonna be a very interesting year this year because of the three race format. It is definitely mm. gonna change it up. So I am for sure certainly I'm, looking yeah, forward I'm... to the development in Formula Two. What um, I like is that hopefully by by um when we get to Abu Dhabi, because they've left the feature race, the big point race, for the last one, there should be a nice little title battle going on. So if we can't for whatever reason get it in F one, we'll just put our F two glasses on. Yeah, it's gonna be very good to see any other interesting points you want to raise for formula 2 anything massively um, I, I, I just thought it was very good racing i thought it, all the races were very interesting 
I thought the first one was a bit of a slow burn. The second one was good fun. I like it how um, just tyre strategy. We didn't really talk about it in Formula One, but the whole best bit of Bahrain is that there was more than one pit stop. We were, we were seeing actual strategy being involved. You know, two pit stops, three pit stops. You know, in Formula Two, we had people in sprint races taking pit stops, which isn't usual. But Charles Leclerc proved to everyone in 2017 that it's possible. Yeah, that's probably um, one of the best Formula 2 races yeah, you'll ever well, watch. You, in the second sprint one, you had Guan Yuzhu, who um, started on a soft tyre and went good 21 laps or something with just a used soft tyre. You had people under a safety car pitting for fresh soft tyres. You had people just on hard tyres. And, and then what I loved is that there was that crossover point when the soft tyres were wearing out and then the hard tyres, because they're more durable, started to come more into uh, come into play a bit more it was I, I loved it it was sort of just one lap it just all of a sudden changed and you didn't know where it was going to go and then you throw in a safety car and it just caused mayhem I yeah it was, very it, nice was it was a very good race and definitely one to uh yeah definitely one the highlights to watch on youtube or whatever you watch it on if you haven't been able to watch formula 2 because if you Want excitement in racing? Formula Two is where to go. Yeah, if your life's a bit boring, you just need it spicing up. Just throw Formula Two on. If Good you, bit of fun. This is Ollie. Ollie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is Ollie. That, that that's life can be a bit miserable at times. So he throws on Formula Two and, pops and a feels milk. and feels happy. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, and then finally, well, there's MotoGP, which had a brilliant last lap. Definitely. Yeah. I've got my Suzuki top on uh, because I was Not so hoping Veers was going to get that P3, but he didn't quite have it. It wasn't even P3, it was P2 Mir was, was P- going to get. It was P2. Yeah, and then ban- sadly Ducati said, du- see you yeah, later. Ducati. That was, the whole f- that was the whole thing of everything. If you, if you saw the, um, the start, um, it, it's crazy. Please search it up. Yeah. Ducati have a whole shot device, which basically means they gill off the line. It's so good. They were one. There's four Ducati bikes fairly at the top, and they were one, two, three, four heading into turn one. Bearing in mind they qualified, was it first, fifth, sixth, and fourteenth? Yeah. And by turn one, they were one, two, three, four it was, by quite a margin. And then it had the Aprilia, uh, the Aprilia behind Prilla, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it, but was... it was Maverick that won. Yeah, finally, Maverick. What a name for motorsport, Maverick. He is named after Top Gun. They of call course, him Top yeah. Gun Mac. Maverick Vinales, who it seemed like after the ridiculous, it's literally like the Ducatis had a Mario Kart start. It was just it felt like that. It was they ridiculous. They got the boost in GTA. Yeah, it was ridiculous, and they just shot off. But then Vinales, once he got past him, he just controlled the race. I yeah, thought which he I was. Yeah, the problem, Qatar, the problem with Qatar is that you have that huge front straight. So everyone thought that Yamaha would be up there, but when it comes to the front straight, Ducati's going to just wave past and say, see you later, which for some of it, it was. Um, but Vin- down the twisty bits, Vinales was brilliant. Um, there was a few, quite a few talking points. The Petronas Yamahas are poor. Um, they, they had a good qualifying, but come to the race, they just fell down the order more Bedelli was out the points Rossi yeah. was low down Rossi was 12th so compare that to the point. you know compare that to Vinales who won the race um, yeah. the fact 
Ducati would have expected so much more. I know they got second and third with Banyaya and Zarco. Yeah, and then Miller Zarko dropped down Banyaya. to P9. Miller dropped down to P9, which was, I said he was going to win this weekend. So I think yeah. Miller would have been disappointed. They just seemed like they had uh, problems with rear tyres. They just shot through them. Well, but, it's what happens when you just launch yourself off the start, like you have two motorbike engines on you. Mm-hmm. It's, it was it was uh, unfortunate circumstances for Miller. Um, obviously, yeah. there was the crash at the start for mm-hmm. Petrucci. Both the LCR Hondas fell down, which is not great. But yes, um, in the cow. Nakagami, Nakagami came and Marquez, yeah, yeah, the two LCR guys. Yeah. It is, I'm looking at the results because I can't quite remember what team they <laughs> but they don't quite have the um, don't have the team names on the results. So thank you, uh, MotoGP. That really helped. Making you look like out. you don't care. Yeah. No, I did watch it. I just like yeah. to clarify. I'm just not fully up to date on my MotoGP. Yeah. KTM. Nothing of significance for them either. They no, they'll be disappointed. In KTM and average. Honda won't be very happy. Paul Spargo got eighth. Um, yeah. Not very. You know, finishing behind his brother, who only just about may I say. But Elise is on an Aprilia and Pole is on a Repsol Honda, so yeah. very disappointing for them. Only one shout out I want to pull out is Enea Bastianini, the rookie coming in tenth on the yeah. an old Ducati. I mean, last he was Ducati. he was first at one point, wasn't he? No, that's Jorge not? Martin. Oh, I'm thinking of Bang Nan. Bang I, can't even, I can't even say that name, and I've You're got a cold. Bang so it's, yeah, I'll um, do the. You let's do the, leave the old pensioner out. I'll, yeah. I'll you know. I can I can write the names, but yeah, you, you, um, Banyaya, who was first quite a while, got third. But Bastianini started, I want to say, eighteenth and got up to tenth, which is brilliant for him. Yeah, his first ever MotoGP race, brilliant. I mean, ultimately, I want to ask you: Were you expecting uh, Vinales to win it? No, not one minute. I thought it would be a Ducati one-two-three. In my honest opinion, I thought it was going to be. Miller, Banyaya, Zarco. Yeah. So, and for someone that has quite a soft spot for Ducati, I am a bit disappointed. Yeah, it was. But considering the pace, I'm, that I'm they also happy. Start. I'm happy for Vinales though. He's had, he's just he's it's so hard to explain him, but he just seems to he just he can only put it. He can't put a full race weekend together. Yeah. You either turn up in qualifying. But then lose it at the start and then claw back, and so it's nice that he got a near enough a perfect weekend together with the yeah. front row, and then obviously win the race. It will just be a big question of whether they can keep it going. Yeah, and fi- into the next round. Finally, I want to ask you. Obviously, Mark Marquez wasn't there this weekend. Do you reckon we will see him at some point they, in the near future on the grid? He'll be back. Yeah, he'll be back soon. He's. They said that he's not going to be at the next race. Um, so it's not this one, but they get they've got another Qatar race at this weekend. So they're doing like Formula One did in Austria. Ah, okay. So they've got a so they're having another Qatar one. They said that he won't be there for Qatar, but when they go to Portimao in the third round, they expect him to be there. And honestly, I'm gonna say this now, don't rule him out. Yeah. From what I've seen, yeah, don't rule him out. No. You know, he he might be he could potentially be fifty points down on Vinales, but. I would not rule him out at all for the championship. Yeah, well, we've seen what he can do. He is a very rapid biker. So it'll be it'll be definitely interesting when he comes back in to see what the top few spots look like in the races. But we'll have 
to wait and see. And with that, that is all we're going to be talking about uh, this week on Race Lab. Uh, thank you very much for joining us once again. I've been Arthur Reynolds. He's been Oliver Cassidy. And we'll see you next time on The Grid. Bye.